Hey there, and welcome. Uh, Peace, uh, Cenophiles Live edition? Yeah, in person. Like, we haven't done this since you said it was um, the, uh, what was that weird movie? We were watching Legendary. It was the first iteration of, of Cenophiles that uh, no longer exists on the internet. Um, but yeah, we it was about this time two years ago. We gathered here. Uh, it was March watch. 2020. Yeah, March. It was the <laughs> last, it was literally the last, like, group hangout we had before the lockdown really hit. Yeah. Well, we didn't even get a lockdown in America. We right. had like, like a our, the New York lockdown. Yeah, when everything got the weird. The New York the yeah. lockdown. Yeah. Um, but that was the last time we did anything like this in person. Um, then we went home, and uh, as Drake said, nothing was the same. But uh, if you're reading this or watching, this. I, you know, <laughs> luckily, um, you know, we Henry and I got together to watch uh, the WWE Premium Live Event Elimination Chamber, and what better way to have an in-person episode than what better excuse to have an in-person episode than to discuss the incredible peacemaker season one finale we have so much to say i am ecstatic to talk about the show how are you doing henry i'm doing pretty good we've got the episode on on the tv in the background but much like mr cena when he's wrestling you can't see that um, because that would be probably a reason to, for this video to get demonetized we get dc, we get DC yeah, made we don't fast. want to get that to happen we've yeah. had Eh, something like that before we yeah, don't we, yeah. don't, we don't we don't want none uh, but <laughs> i gotta say this was i don't know where my expectations were for this episode mm -hmm. but it firmly beat those expectations to smithereens with a giant grenade made from a russian tank shell. yeah the human torpedo was activated and just shattered i think every expectation you could possibly have what a perfect season uh what a perfect episode emotional action-packed hilarious fun we're gonna get into all of that very excited uh as always we we want to go over some recent news and tidbits and fun facts and this week uh we have the biggest breaking news of all which uh, as many of you probably saw peacemaker has been renewed for season two no surprise we knew this was going to happen or we, we we were very confident it was going to happen yeah like kind of a surprise because i was talking with a friend of ours andrew friedman and we were saying like did it need a second season? Like, for us, it did. Yes. For Specifically for Xenophiles. Mm -hmm. Like, we were going to get renewed for season three of Xenophiles either way. Right. But, like... And the way... I mean, you know, the way this season ended... It it's, was, it's a story. It's fairly self-contained. Yeah. There wasn't a massive cliffhanger. There are threads, obviously, that they could follow. But, yeah, it was a very satisfying standalone season. But I think it's just so good that I think we all wanted more. And, um, and I think the audience showed that because our next piece of info, uh, some great stats that I first discovered uh, thanks to John uh, Felix, right? Yeah. John Felix. John Anthony John Felix. John Anthony Felix Cena himself shared on Twitter. Uh, just learned from the good folks at HBO Max that the Peacemaker finale had the biggest single-day performance for a Max original series and was up 44% over the premiere episode. Take that, the death of Mr. Big from And Just Like That. Fuck you, uh, Christopher Noth, you piece of shit. Yeah, so like, sorry, Zendaya, <laughs> sorry, sorry to all the Euphoria. Well, fans no, Euphoria out there. is an HBO series. Okay, so this it's is not a Max. I'm just gonna say we're John Cena is a master of the microphone, as per usual, because his use of saying HBO Max original yeah. says this is beating I mean, things like the flight attendant. This is beating things like uh, Raised by Wolves two, as they Doom, call it, instead of season Patrol, Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah, well. Sort Harley, of ish. I, Harley Quinn was probably a, a, a DC unit, whatever that was called before. Yes, it, 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 predates, yet, it, it predates. It yet to have an HBO Max. Right. The next season will be a yeah, Max original. Yeah. Um, side note, if you love Peacemaker, you haven't watched Harley Quinn, watch Harley Quinn. Same. We're going to get to something that we need to we'll get, get to carried the, over we'll get in to a the second. What to watch after. Yeah. Um, and then one other piece of news I quickly want to touch on that broke this week. 
uh, as you shared with me, Henry, John Cena will play the antagonist in the Looney Tunes animated hybrid Coyote versus Acme. Uh, follows Wiley Coyote, who a- after Acme products fail him too many times in his pursuit of the Roadrunner, decides to hire a lawyer to sue the Acme Corporation. The lawsuit of the century, and like, so, so yeah. is, wait, so is um. So is John Cena going to play, like, the head of Acme? Is that where we're headed? I think that's where we're headed. and a business um, executive? You're going to keep talking about that for a second. I'm going to go tinker with something because I just noticed um, we're not hardwired in. Sure. So that's something I'm annoyed about. Do your thing. uh, Uh, Yeah, but guys, thank you for being here again. This is our... Really, our our first act, our our first live Twitch in person Cenophile stream. We've been doing this uh, over the internet for the past year or so, give or take. So we're very happy to be on the same couch, uh, which was you know the plan from the beginning, and then a couple pandemics later, here we are. Uh, yeah, we're in season three of the pandemic. We just finished season one of Peacemaker. Yeah, so we'll we'll be ranking both. We'll be ranking Peacemaker. We'll be ranking. Uh, Year, year yeah. three of COVID, seeing how it all stacks up. But, but yeah, for, <laughs> for you guys uh, just hopping in, uh, we're, we're, we've just gotten started. We're going to talk everything Peacemaker season finale. Then we're going to review and rank the series as a whole, see where it stacks up uh, to the rest of John Cena's filmography. I think, Henry, you and I both know where it's going to land. Uh, and if you guys have been watching, you probably know too. But uh, still very excited to see where it falls on spectrum yeah there are no um spoilers in this world unless you're paul Heyman. but now that we're hardwired in i i would hope that we're not going to have uh my computer picked up the land that i just connected hopefully the drop frames are not going to be an issue anymore let us know in the chat how things look and sound um so if i go back to you i think we're both going to be in focus because i think i think we're yeah we're good so we're making it work live television <laughs> yeah, that's the thing we're doing it live um that was the thing we did our first live episode that was live to tape yes exactly this we, is we, live we, to broadcast we, we literally just sat in a room and recorded on audacity there was no uh, well we sat at that table like it was just like we're yes. not yeah. now we're like actually dealing with oh this is actually ha- show business okay. baby anyway yeah. so let's we do it. we've talked throughout the season about like when we started the show I had my weird theory that Adebayo would have some other hidden secret. Mm-hmm. Turned out she never did. Turned out Mern was the secret all along. Yep. And when we look towards the next season, we won't have a Mern, but that's what we're going to talk about, what we're going to get to with there. Because first we start off with Adebayo being in a doghouse yes. with Peacemaker and Vich, <laughs> who just are, uh, they're not, they're only figuratively shitting on her. Yeah, so it's funny because, you know, I feel like episode seven ended up, ended on a somewhat heavy note, and we, we know that Chris is kind of harboring a lot of resentment towards Adebayo for planning the diary and kind of betraying him. So we literally start off with Adebayo trying to apologize, and Chris's peacemaker just making constant fart noises, and then Vidge being Vidge decides to jump in, and it's just, it's, it's, it's this show in a nutshell, because it, it's the fallout of this big emotional moment. <laughs> they're just doing nonstop fart noises. I was I was laughing my head off off the gate. Yeah, and they're being like this show's uh, to talk about another streaming show. They're being this show's Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, like they are those guys are getting their comeback on Paramount Plus, and these two are just being goobers. And it's fun, and it's but it's also just like Autobio hasn't done the work for the redemption yet, and that's what Peacemaker's trying to sort of signal to her. Yes, is it like. No matter if he would, like, he's the guy who's going to take the mission seriously. He's not going to not do that. Yeah. But, like, 
Now they're on their way in the van from the uh, veterinary hospital, and they brought a bunch of helmets with them. And Mike, of all these helmets, I wanted to ask. I'm going to read them off to you, and I'm going to ask yeah, you okay, which play. one you would wear. Because I got the list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Underwater World helmet, which mm-hmm. just makes me think of how hard that level in Mario was. Yes. Then you have Scabies for All, which infects mm-hmm. everybody in a one-mile radius with Scabies, except, of course, the wearer of the mm-hmm. helmet. Anti-Gravity helmet. Sonic Boom helmet, which we've already seen used. Uh, uh, episode the, 1, right? Yeah, That's how one. The, that butterfly was killed. Yep. Yep. And then the Human Torpedo helmet. And... If you were to have one of these, and remember, the note about the anti-gravity helmet is that Peacemaker uses a small personal uh, misting fan yep. to g- give himself direction. Which one of these would you actually be brave enough to wear? Uh, Scabies for All is the funniest one <laughs> to me, because it's, it's it feels the least practical, but I would love to like head into battle and just know I gave all my opponents Scabies. I'm be worried about the responsibility of actually giving, because it gives everybody in a one-mile radius. Right. You have to be sure that all of your... Your allies, yeah, like they're out of the blast zone. Because when are one of these people not within one mile radius of everybody? That's a good point. Even no. when Peacemaker is in the basement of the barn, mm-hmm. Autobio is within a one mile radius. Everyone, the whole team yeah. would have gotten scabies. That's a good point. So I think <laughs> floating helmet might be, any gravity helmet might be what I pick. Yeah. Except as we see here, Autobio accidentally activates it. Using the, using the, the, the wake word, the activate anti-gravity. Um, Did you say activate into gravity? And it's just... Yeah. The, the, it's just out of my head screwing up again. Yep, yep. Peacemaker just using this to be a little bit more of a... Speaking of... Uh, and speaking of Peacemaker out of bio, like, the, the lead into the scene where they're make, they're going through the helmets and making the plan. Like, you know, there's chatter. Out of bio's talking to her mom. We get the Justice League call out, which will pay off big. Oh, but my I favorite, that, yeah. My favorite piece of dialogue is where they're talking about, like... Uh, why don't they ask why she doesn't share Waller's last name? She's like, "Oh, yeah. I took my wife's last name." <laughs> and Peacemaker goes, "Doesn't that make you the girl?" In the no, relationship? no, Vidge said that. Oh, Vidge says that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. V said that. As v, oh, Peacemaker being Vidge, calls it. being the massive himbo that he is, he goes, "Yeah, doesn't that make you the girl in the relationship?" He's like, <laughs> "It's like we're both the girl in the relationship. That's what being a lesbian is." <laughs> it's just one of those one of those perfect lines of dialogue that that just um, I could could knock it out of my head because v, v exists to make Peacemaker less of a yes reprehensible. Um, but yeah, so because uh, the anti gravity stuff, now they're all searching for the helmet. Uh, Eagly, oh oh no, right. So the anti gravity is... helmet is actually activated, and Eagly is asked to go and find it. Yes, Eagly is given the Sonic Boom helmet for some reason. Mm-hmm. That was lost. To, is he supposed? I think. Oh no! Supposed to they drop wanted it on the base. Yeah. yeah. See, Peacemaker, uh, Cena, whatever, believed that Ely could drop the helmet on the top of the roof because originally Autobio wanted somebody to float to the roof to drop it there. Yes. But accidental activation. Later, we've got to have the floating helmet taken care of. Uh, we got to have the Sonic Boom helmet dropped on there. Basically, they got to go find the helmet, and because Autobio and Peacemaker now both believe in Ely after Autobio has seen. An eagle hug a man. Yeah. Eagly is sent to drop the helmet on the roof of the barn since they can't use the floating helmet to get to the roof of the barn. But Eagly just veers right. Like, yep. hard Not veer. Not even close to like, where he was very much to it Veer is coming someday veering right. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Not good. So so now the team is kind of splits up, is looking for the helmet. Um, we get some great pairings. So we've got... Economos and Vigilante looking together. 
They get into an argument about ants and the circle of life and fish versus ants and who are more important. And Vigilante is apparently very big on ants. And really? I wrote, yeah. I wrote in my notes here that Vigilante really belongs in I Think You Should Leave because he takes everything just hyper-literally. Uh, he makes everything very uncomfortable and just asks a lot of weird questions. Like, he'd be the guy at the ghost tour uh, just asking the absolute most inappropriate questions, thinking it's totally fine. It They said it's an adult tour. You can't say anything you want, yeah, right? he's very much like that. He's just hyper-literal. Um, so that was a fun moment. Uh, we also get Peacemaker... Uh, as as kind of was alluded to in I think at the end of the previous episode, he's having visions of his dad. Um, so now he's in the woods. He sees Augie, White Dragon, whatever you want to call him, and um, <laughs> he believes he's there. Even though he says he says I'm going to kill you, but he says he also calls him a fig, like he calls him out as being fake. Yeah, like it's really weird. He calls him out. He takes his blowgun out as to not use his real gun to not alert anybody, which is hilarious. He calls his dad <laughs> metaphorical. He calls. Yes. His, he, that's the word he uses, and he tries and he kills him in his mind's yes. eye. Yeah. We see a blow dart because yes. he doesn't want to alert the butterflies with a gun. Is what he's it's right, his rationale, right. which. Yeah. Okay, peacemaker thinking with his head. Sure. And it looks like we're not dropping frames, so that's good. So, I've learned something today, which is good. Learning is always good. It's fundamental. Um, but, basically, Harcourt sees all of this. And I think it's yet another moment of the Harcourt Peacemaker friendship, mm -hmm. where she's learning, yes, he is a giant idiot. Mm -hmm. This show will not try to tell you otherwise. Yeah. But, but he's not really... He's still broken. Yeah, severely traumatized yeah. and trying his, trying his best to do what he thinks is right. So, uh, But yeah, in, in all of that, hard, in that discovery, uh, as they're talking about it, Hardcore and Peacemaker find the helmet. So there we go. And now uh, the gang kind of reassembles to make their big plan to infiltrate. <laughs> and I love how it happens so quickly and nonchalantly. We have it up on the TV now. But, uh, you know, they decide that they're going to kill one of the security guys. and, and But before us. that, yeah. we learn the Green Arrow goes to Brony Convention. Oh, yes. And yes. has a giant four-inch wide um, opening. The references um, to other DC heroes in the show are great. And the, the and best of all is Economos uh, reiterates, or no, Vigilante reiterates the... Uh, Aquaman fox fish joke in yeah, this so scene. apparently this is a widely known thing. Yeah, only... <laughs> or at least between them two Facebook nerds. That's what we think. Yeah. Um, um, so, Hardcore didn't believe Chris about Eagly and, like... No, no. So, Autobio and, Autobio and Hardcore at this point, they were talking. Is this when they're talking about the whole, she saw the hug? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's around this point. That, yeah, I don't it's still that. daylight. There was a lot, it was yeah. still daylight when... There was a lot... Um, was like, you didn't leave? You didn't hit that as a sign to run away from us when you saw Eagle hug a man? Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, shit. There's a lot of fun dialogue. I think they're... Yeah, they're going back and forth as they're making the plan. I think... Um, I, f I forgot the I forgot what Peacemaker said, but I wrote Hardcore's response in my notes. Or like Peacemaker said something, try, you know, trying to be smart. Hardcore says, "Eat my dicks, Schwartz and never." Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, which is a great insult, a great thing to call someone with John Cena's physique. Um, but yeah, so now we've got Economos. He's going undercover. It gets really, uh, it gets really tense because well, well, before he can go undercover, Peacemaker goes and uses the blow dart to kill the security so guard so nonchalantly, like very, very casually. Yeah, but. He can't go to Economos directly with that garb. No. Why? Because there's a thing that people don't talk about in this line of business, that when somebody dies, they void their pants. 
and Connor was like, you really gave me diarrhea, wet diarrhea pants? <laughs> and Peacemaker goes, I didn't say anything about diarrhea. And Connor goes, he just says, I, said, I said shit. And Connor goes, but is there diarrhea? Yeah, there's diarrhea. Yep, yeah. Great, <laughs> a lot of great poop exchanges in the show. But no, things then things get pretty intense because we have a con. It's nighttime. Thank you, Magan. Good to hear that it's so- it's good. Um, yes, thank you. What I figured out was uh, back blaze. Well, continue. Um. So yeah. No. So now Economos is undercover, trying to infiltrate the barn, get get a look at the cow without raising any suspicion. Um, he has a conversation though with the uh, cop played yeah, by he, veteran character actor Lachlan Monroe. Yeah. Who is very much a butterfly and looks at him like. Why are you going into the barn? Mm-hmm. And Economos deadpans and can portray the lifeless butterfly tone mm-hmm. pretty well. He does a really good job. Yeah, he, he manages to pass that first time. He immediately throws up as soon as he gets inside. And, which triggers Peacemaker's which, which maybe, almost gag reflex. That made me laugh so hard that that Peacemaker was throwing up just hearing Economos throwing up. Um, it's like empathetic pain or whatever that's called. Like yeah. Um, so, or it's like a Family Guy episode. But this is this is one of the biggest, to me, one of the most significant moments of the episode. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, uh, you know, gets to look at the cow, uh, and then he comes back, and then it's he fucking gets, kaiju again. Yep. He again. First we have first the starfish, now the cow. I did make a note similar to that, but uh, James Gunn loves his big CGI kaiju's. But you know, again, uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name you just said. But Lachlan Monroe, because yes. Lachlan Monroe finds. Or, well, no, Economos leaves the barn, mm-hmm. having dropped the helmet nobody knows where. Mm-hmm. But Lachlan Renard talks to him on the way out. Yeah. And he goes, I have a question for you. Why is your beard like that? Yeah, he goes, that? the man you've taken over, why yeah. did he do that to, to his beard? And then and the, the music changes, like the tone changes. It's like a record scratch moment. Yeah, and then we get this really emotional moment where he finally, he fesses up to it. And he says, you know, I thought it'd make me look, or he thought it would make him look younger, more handsome. He never thought anyone noticed until recently when one guy said it to him all the time. He says he's never had a girlfriend. He, yeah. he goes unnoticed and he's rel- he's really underpaid and so he had to buy the cheapest option. Yep. And of course the L'Oreal probably would have been better and more yeah. even, but he didn't think it mattered because nobody noticed the <sighs> economist. It was a really sad and honestly, I wasn't sure what to ex- when when um when the butterfly cop says that line, Economos expression, I thought Economos was going to lose it here and start like trying to kill somebody yeah. because he's so tired of hearing the dive nope. thing. But it turns into this, this really sad moment where we realize like, yeah, Economos is a really sad guy and he's, he's, he's because, not happy about this. Yeah. And, Cause Steve, he's, Economos knows that the rest of the group can hear him yeah. and he's wanted, this gives him like a yeah. safe space to explain it all because like nobody's able to laugh at him yeah. because they all have to be quiet. He's finally, like, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so... But then... Economos gets back. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they find, he left the helmet here! Yes. And everything goes full-on fight, and it leads to something that we just saw, which might be one of my favorite notes I took in the episode. Peacemaker shot a shield into a dude. Oh, so incredible. <laughs> so there's, yeah, so... Uh, Adebayo goes to activate the sonic boom. She drops the walkie because her hands are sweaty, but she eventually gets it. There's an incredibly satisfying scene. We can see a bunch of butterflies um, blow up. But yes, as we're watching on our, on our TV right now, uh, I believe it's Peacemaker, Vidge, and Harcourt are armed up, and they're charging the butterfly base, and the the intro song starts playing. Yeah. Do you want to taste it starts playing? And I got goosebumps. And this is I got more I got real I got bigger goosebumps a little later. Yeah. But like the 
the fight sequence here is really well done. It's, yeah, better than the finale of some, like, superhero movies I've seen recently. And it's sort of because, I think, this is just regular fight choreography with a little bit of character development and Mm. emphasis, and there's no special effects, really. There's a lot of long shots. There aren't a lot of cuts. Yeah. Especially that that first sequence is a lot of just a singular shot where you're seeing, uh, yeah, you're seeing Vidge. Peacemaker and Harcourt just very violently mowing through these butterflies. We see a beheading, as you said, Henry, like... Uh, Lachlan, uh, sorry, Lachlan <laughs> Rogue's character, yep. V stabs him through the head with an yep. axe. Like, Peacemaker does some real creative stuff with his shield. It's like a hyper-violent Captain America, yep. the way and, he shoots the... You know, which shoots. has always been the riff. Yes. But then uh, V gets shot in the back, mm-hmm. and before he can fall down... He's like a delayed reaction. He grabs one of his like throwing stars and, or a knife and just like wings it and not kills the butterfly that killed him. But as we're seeing right now, the thing that got me is that the music really starts to slow down when Harcourt is getting pumped full. Uh, yeah, so Harcourt gets shot and yeah, the music literally gets out of tune as if you were slowing a record down. Yeah. And it's all distorted. Um, and I think, I don't know about you, Henry, like I thought this was it for Harcourt. Oh, I was like, Harcourt, you, I'll show you my notes. Harcourt, I'm just shot through exclamation dead three exclamation marks yep. I was like cause yep. well, we've talked about this in the past I sort of think you're gonna get you had a character beat right before a death yeah and Harcourt was sort of becoming the team leader mm-hmm. and she had just sort of gotten to know Peacemaker a little better by seeing him like that yeah. like in like with his like dr- traumatic dad yep. uh, vision thing so it's like you're having that moment for Harcourt, and maybe Harcourt and Peacemaker will never get their moment, like, to know each other, like, right. clearly. And then we're just seeing the other violent thing, Mike. Yeah, so, the, uh, oh, so there's so much to talk about, because we're, yeah, we're, we're trying to keep up with the episode as it's playing, but after all that happens, uh, Adebayo decides to step into the action. Economos is like, why are you doing this? And she, she gives one of the greatest lines. It's uh, what her mother said. Yeah. I'm made for this shit. And we see that she, Autobot is actually really capable with a couple of guns, and she's kicking a bunch of butterfly ass. And right before a butterfly can invade Hardcore's very injured body, Autobio manages to pull it out. We're literally watching in real time right now. And she shoots the butterfly through the head. It's so badass. It just reminds me of something from a couple episodes, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. probably the third episode. Those butterflies keep going in through the mouth. Yes. Economos was making shit up <laughs> when he said butterflies when he visualized them going in through the I butt. I mean, it's, you know, maybe they can. It's just the mouth is always exposed, whereas we haven't seen a butterfly, like, okay, go after a naked corpse. When butterflies attack Green Lantern's brony convention, we'll learn more. Yeah. So it's uh, just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not possible. No, no, and no. And we have a whole other season to explore uh, the back end of things, if you will. The, yeah, the back nine. Uh, um, so... <laughs> Basically, Economos, though, tries to go after her and help her, but this motherfucker trips over a fence. Yes. A regular fence, and somehow snaps his ankle. It's, and I think there was exposed bone or something It's really bad. gruesome, it's, yeah. You it, see exposed bone, it's very bloody. Uh, Such a violent injury for, for what seems like a very inane slip-up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now we've got Adebayo looking to rescue Peacemaker, who's trapped under the rubble of all the chaos when the bomb went off. Because when he went in, the... The staircase he went into, it just broke out from underneath mm-hmm. him, and he fell into, like, a crawl space, basically. <laughs> and Adebayo is wearing one of the helmets. And did you know which helmet it was when she was wearing it? I was I couldn't tell. I wasn't entirely sure, but she makes that clear for us, because we very quickly, we get to a, we eventually get to a showdown between Peacemaker and Goff. They're going at it. The butterfly who's in Goff's head, yeah, whose name we so can never remember. Yeah. The, the detective. Detective, yeah, detective song, yeah. who's, who's Goff. <laughs> 
Um, and it's just one of those perfect, tense, but also comedic moments because we've got Peacemaker and Goth fighting it out. Autobio's ready to become the hero, and she says, activate human torpedo, and starts charging towards Goth, except she completely Woo! misses. Eagly sh- mode. It's Eagly shot in mode. such a funny way where, like, and, you know, you could tell she got hurt, but she's going to be okay. She just kind of hits the wall. Which is funny because Peacemaker had said earlier that he warned people against using the human torpedo helmet yeah. because you would risk shattering every bone in your yeah. body. So it shows how fearless Autobio is. Like, and I think that's one of the recurring things you're about to get here from Peacemaker in that the uh, Argus, the 11th Street Kids gang, let's mm-hmm. call them, really care about each other. Yes. And they're willing to risk a lot. And uh, so yeah. we get this moment where Peacemaker and the Butterfly have this discussion, and we learn why that butterfly, the goth butterfly, drew the peace symbol on the jar in the honey. Because they want what Peacemaker wants. Yeah, they basically want to, you know, after after they lost their planet, they basically wanted to save Earth at all costs, no matter how lives... That's where they got there. Yeah. Yeah. No matter, Much no like matter. Peacemaker, they're willing to kill. It was the classic villain, like you and I are not so not so different. I'm something of a peacemaker myself. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Um, and she even said, you know, it's it's almost kind of a tender moment when she's like, "Thank you for feeding me and talking to me and showing me kindness." Because remember, Peacemaker was literally taking care of the Goth Butterfly, not really knowing what the deal was. But <laughs> we're just watching. Well, yeah, we were that. finally watching Autobio slam her head. Into yeah. the uh, wall. But and Peacemaker goes, oh, geez, I told her not to use that one. But if I have this... So... Oh, okay. So if I remember right, and we're about to see the scene... So, yeah. So basically, they walk into... Uh, the Gothbar if I leads Peacemaker into the uh, big cow chamber. Yes. Tina calls it a holy cow. Goth says yes. And basically, uh, we get a whole big parallel that reminds us that James Gunn wrote this show during the pandemic. Because Goth Butterfly says... Humans are an incredibly self-destructive yes. species. Yes. You will take the most minor of inconveniences yep. on you as an attack on your personal liberties. I, t- I wrote that down for that exact reason. I want to have a sign that says, I want to get a t- I want to get a t-shirt. Okay, there are, there are many Peacemaker merchandise things I will buy or would buy. I already own the print and the shirt. Mm. But a shirt that says that because... Yeah, it was uh, that immediately caught my attention. It nail it, on the head. He didn't already know this was a, a quarantine project yeah, for yeah. James Gunn. I think that kind of, but yeah, it was. Uh, so so Goff is so showing. Locke is down there too. <laughs> yes, yes. The, um, the guy who Mern called funny, in. Creepy cop. Yeah, the guy who looks like an exhumed body. Yes. Um, he's down <laughs> there, and he oh, he also kind of looks like Mr. Burns when they thought that Mr. Burns was an alien in that one episode when Mulder and Scully showed up. Mm-hmm. But basically. They had a vow. The aliens had a vow, just like Peacemaker, to protect and help. And um, unfortunately, when given the choice to help them move the cow to their east coast location in Maine, I believe, because mm-hmm. uh, they have this giant whole structure, um, Peacemaker um, says two, uh, three words. Mike, what are those three words? Activate human torpedo. And because that's because uh, Adebayo was standing up. And flies right into the belly of a freaking beast involuntarily. No, nope. so yeah, without any awareness <laughs> of what's going on. She's still coming too from her last her last mishap. She's hearing what's going on though, mm-hmm. so she understands yep. the choice that Peacemaker is yep. given. And we'll get to the meaning of that. in a and little And there's a bit. great moment of like, yeah, this essentially kills the cow. She goes inside, blows it up. 
and then falls the fuck out of covered in butterfly blood and she's just saying what the fuck like she's (laughs) she's so disgusted but hey we did it you know they saved the day they killed the big butterfly and um yeah we that takes us to perhaps one of the most surprising and most hilarious and incredible cameos of this entire series because uh yeah uh basically um well first of all we have a very emotional dramatic oh, right, right. It's like where i was really kind of so i was already concerned that hardcore was dead yes because earlier uh peacemate we had seen her coughing up a lot of dark blood yeah not that lighter blood is whatever um but peacemaker walks up to her and not a uh, heart um and economos who's got his leg in a cast and um, Peacemaker has been going through all of his life choices. Mm-hmm. And he's been feeling really emotional. He's flashed back to killing Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. He's flashed back to having killed his brother. And it's all really weighing heavily on him. So he picks up Hardcore and they walk away. But lo and behold, four shadowy figures appear on the roster. <laughs> and it turns out Amanda Waller actually did call the fucking Justice League. Just just like Adebayo asked her to in the beginning. And, you know... This wasn't just some distant CGI cameo, at least not not entirely, because we see we see silhouettes of yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Flash. And as they get closer, um, first of all, Maga asks a good question: How the how the hell did they keep this a secret? I don't no know. No idea. They did it. They, they, that cast and crew are incredible for not leaking anything. They must have had some serious rules. I mean, shadows. Which to it. as cool as this? Yeah. Honestly, that's the kind of thing you don't. Like, I feel like when people snitch out, like booking in wwe or something yeah it's because the booking is kind of shit like you never right. hear like a cool thing leaked in advance. i think it's yeah I mean, it's incredible and it's funny because we've been talking you know aquaman has been a running joke in this show yeah. and we, i don't think anyone's ever thought he would actually show up but lo and behold you know peace we see they, they approach the justice league peacemaker says you're late you freaking dickheads and he goes go go fuck another fish asshole and there it is. It's actually Jason Momoa in the flesh. And he goes, I hate that rumor being out there. And then camera cuts to Barry Allen, Ezra fucking Miller, who says... I don't have his actual line. He but basically says, but it's real. Yeah, so even even the Justice League... And then <laughs> Momoa reacts like... Ugh. Like, he, he, there's no argument. There was no argument... Like, I, I, this makes me want to go back and watch the Harley Quinn show. Yes. So I'm pretty sure there's a reference to this and that. And yeah, this made... Okay. The Snyder vs. DCEU gets a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Correctly in times. But James Gunn managed to take these two characters and make them a lot more... Um, not interesting, per se, but human and funny... Yeah, than we've already, ever seen them in any like. They maybe were already. A I feel like Aquaman Flash. and Flash were already kind of the, the better the the better among the better parts of Justice League as far as being comic relief. I actually didn't see the Aquaman film. James Gunn said, according to Magan, James Gunn said Marvel helped with the cameos, which uh, I am curious about how that works out because Ezra Miller and Momoa don't have. So I've got to look up that art interview. All right, yeah, we're was gonna this have a to variety piece? I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, we're getting right up to it now. But and, yeah, it was it was such a cool scene because it's been such a running gag. We didn't think we'd actually see the Justice League, Superman, and Wonder Woman. They just had stand-ins. We just see their silhouettes. I'm not surprised there. I mean, you know. Yeah, Gal I mean Gadot. Henry Cavill was busy working on Witcher season three, and, and Gal Gadot was probably hiding behind a child as a shield. But um, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, incredible, incredible cabinet. I feel like that's the scene everyone's been yeah, talking about. Yeah, send the link. Yeah, it was such, such a great. Um, so Moses, I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. 
Barry Allen goes, it's not a rumor. Jason Momoa <laughs> goes, fuck you, Barry. And Barry laughs. But also, I mean, let's be real. This this Barry Allen would be the one to believe that rumor because he's he's the goofball of this group. But also, apparently, the entire DC universe believes this rumor. So maybe it's just true. You keep saying it's a rumor. I think and eventually, when there's that, you know, this many people can't be wrong. Is all I'm saying. I don't think that Barry Allen is also a um, dark web QAnon. No, no, no. So when so now this actually recontextualizes Justice League. So when when Ben Affleck goes to uh, Jason Momoa in Justice League and says, "I hear you can talk to fish," did he meet? Was that a metaphor? Was talk to? Yep. <laughs> I don't. But uh, yeah. Uh, it was in the Variety interview, and yeah, it, um, it actually, <laughs> that's the story. That's incredible. Um, there's re- uh, Marvel, uh, Kyrie talked to the powers that be about Marvel and DC about it. Um, it's something weird. It looks like he's trying to make a cross-platform crossover happen, uh, yeah. which is just... But regardless... Oh, yeah, um, Iwuki, the guy who played Mern is going to be in Guardians 3. Oh, that's right, that's right. So that's part of how this all works that, out. And we're, I want to talk more about that but, in a bit. So but... we're at the hospital scene, which is yes. really huge, because we've talked about like why people do things, and Adebayo asks him, did you just kill those butterflies because it's some of your proto-fascist libertarian beliefs? Yeah. And Peacemaker goes, no, I thought they were going to hurt you guys if I helped them. Yeah, which, which is back to what the show is ultimately all about. Um, what Adebayo was learning from Hardcore the mm-hmm. whole time about protecting your fellow soldier, yep. like um, as messed up and and borderline sociopathic as some of these people are, they are now a family that really care about one another and will, as we've seen, will do literally anything to protect one another, including possibly sacrifice themselves. So they have a code, and yeah. um, I just love how Autobio's formerly blue denim jacket now is, like, crimson <laughs> oh, red denim from that's the a blood. Good, that's a good catch, the, even. No, 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 it's like, you was very, I only noticed how denim it was this time watching it, because I, I could see how red it was last time I saw mm-hmm. it, but, like, no, this is the third time I've watched this episode, mm-hmm. but, like, it was bright blue denim earlier. Um, and this is the line that really got me, like, really tugged at my heart, where he says, don't tell V, but after Eagly, you're my BFF. Um, and then so, Iobio does... Yeah, it's, like, such an emotional moment, because they've had such, uh, they've had such an up-and-down relationship. Just for the, the entire... beginning of the episode. Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah just, from, just from the beginning of this episode, they were in a really bad spot to see how much they, they still care for one another. That truck is an Easter egg, you know? Is it? What? I was watching a video, I think it was Emergency Awesome, Charlton was the name of the comic book company or comic huh. book where Peacemaker made its first appearance. Oh, very and cool. five is some, I don't know what the connection is there, but like, this is a scene where Adebayo basically does the entire snitching on her own mom and reveals everything. Yeah, and I'm laughing because as this is happening, Vigilante's in his hotel room and just very casually... Hospital casu- room, hospital room. Hospital room, sorry. Yeah. Very casually just jumps out the window from... Doesn't look like that Ripping out all of his... Uh, wa- yeah. Yeah. Pretty high up. But also, <laughs> this is before we missed it, but Peacemaker told V, you gotta go get examined. You've been shot. And he's like, nah, I got it. And he just... Does what Vigilante does throughout this show, and he just sort of like nods off or yeah. falls over. Something that like when I used to go see movies, I used to have a weird like falling asleep during movies problem. It's not there anymore, thankfully, but like it's just like P- Vigilante has sleep issues that are undiagnosed mm. or just experiences heavy trauma. Yeah. But um, a doctor shows up to talk to Peacemaker because Hardcore is awake, and yeah. it turns out. As Hardcore says, the doctors told her that Peacemaker's been there for days. Mm-hmm. And this is this great little moment between them where 
it just they're they're you know this really solidifies the, the relationship that's been building between yeah. them the whole season. They went from so uh, standoffish, you know, to you know they're her, friends now. Her being a crush of Chris's that uh, that she couldn't stand to now they're yeah they're allies, friends. I think definitely romantically interested in one another. Possibly, they, they, yeah. We're not even. It doesn't have to be romantic, no. but the way it's one directional sexual still, but, but like the way yeah, just the way the single. Tear also, drops, I mean, I want to copyright one, one directional, directional sexual. sexual. Yeah. You know, the, hard, the, yeah. the way that the single teardrop falls um, as they hold hands, when she finds out he's been waiting for her. It's also a nice reversal of the end of the Suicide Squad. Yep, when Because that film ends with Peacemaker in the Hospital and Hardcore and Economos going to check on him to set up this whole show. Adebayo comes back to her wife. Her they have a loving embrace. Funny clothes, yep. Which is something we a talked about. A great little callback. Yep. Uh, and then I and then oh yeah, uh, Economo sets up shop at Bell Reeve. I so I wasn't clear on what his job is now. Like, is he? I think his job is whatever it was before Waller. Okay. Like, because Bell Rev isn't like, in like that's not where Waller. Like I bet he was he had a job before Waller pulled him into sure. the project. Um, um, but he has some kind. Of, he's the head of something at at the prison now. Yeah. Um, so he's setting up his little Task, office. This is pre Task Force Exposition. Yeah. He, he's got an ASUS laptop. Yep. Shout which, out to ASUS. Yep. Uh, he he's got the photo, the framed photo. Um, where did he get printed? I'm really curious of the uh, group shot that Hardcore took. Yep. Of when they were jamming out to Hanoi Rocks in the band, the song Eleventh Street Kids, mm-hmm. and it's a really great shot of Cena slash Pete Sanders going really goofy, and then we see that look who's still in play for season two, little fucking judo master. Yep, eating his Cheetos and just quietly sobbing, uh, seeing all the butterflies around him killed. Yeah, there's a lot. I have so many questions about judo master, uh, where he comes from, who his real uh, allegiances are, how they how the butterflies recruited him. Like why that outfit is so weird too? It looks and like and we're watching uh, Peacemaker and Vidge are back to their old tricks of getting a Russian tank and putting a grenade in a Russian tank shell, putting a grenade inside of it, and laughing at the charred remains of a car. Bell Rave is Superman's answer to Arkham, according oh, to Magan. Thank you. Thank Morgan. you. Um, so, that makes sense. And now we get another emotional moment of hardcore in her physical therapy, yeah. learning how to walk again, because that's the thing that I don't think. The shootout of hardcore really emphasized enough was that she took most of her trauma to her legs. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was upper torso because of me not knowing about physicality. But now we have Peacemaker waking up, and uh, yeah, uh, the golf butterfly. It seems I didn't. All butterflies look the same, but yeah, like I think I... it just said golf flutters in the closed captions. I can't. I actually can't believe I. Forgot about this little this little tidbit at the end. So this is a really interesting. Yeah, this is the really interesting question of. So Peacemaker has been accruing the amber uh, yeah. resin that the butterflies live off of. Question is, did he take any from the uh, cow mm, layer? It's very possible. Um, because I think one of two things happens. One, the more likely. Is that uh, we learn Peacemaker season two starts with him ever giving a funeral mm-hmm. over a very tiny funeral plot to, to the golf butterfly. It, or and is this a vision right now, or is golf a vision? I don't know. A lot of this is a vision, and by a lot of this, I mean we're about to see Robert Patrick back because yep. just because you stab a figment of your imagination with a blow dart in the ear doesn't mean it actually dies. No, and yeah, and there he is with that stupid haircut. And smiling a little bit. Yeah, so still still clearly, uh, Augie is still very much in Peacemaker's head. 
<laughs> We've got a, a dead raccoon, raccoon or something because Eagly loves to give Eagly's food that way. Thing. But uh, Peacemaker showing the most like jarred and like I'm aware of how screwed up I am. Yeah. Like there's something about his his like empty stare in this scene. Yeah. That really reminds that shows you that like he's changed enough that he's actually aware of how silly and stupid this is for once. Yeah. Because formerly I think Peacemaker would have written this off as like, huh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. No, he's a lot more self-aware these days. And that's it. Um, So that's the Peacemaker finale. I, man, so I just remember it's Saturday now that we're filming this. Um, You know, I watched the finale Thursday night, probably like a lot of you did. And I just felt so elated and so satisfied in a way I haven't been in a while when finishing a TV series where it just, this show delivered everything I could have possibly wanted and, and so much more and... I don't think it could have been that much shorter either. No, it was the perfect... And I love the way they rolled it out where, you know, I think getting the, the first three episodes in one shot and then getting a few more weeks... You know, it, the show really hasn't been out for very long. Um, and it was a perfect mix of we got to binge it a little bit. We had kind of this compact amount of time to take it all in while still getting the weekly stuff to uh, to dissect every episode. So, I don't know. I, I love the show. Honestly, I, I would go as far as to say I think it is James Gunn's best work. I think it's the one of, if not the best thing in the DCEU. Um, and I think more relevant to this show, I think it's easily uh, John Cena's best work as an actor. And, like, okay, um, we've gotten a lot of good out of the show, and we get a little bit post-grads here, uh, vigilante not knowing how sarcasm works, because <laughs> yeah. he wants people to warn him they're, when they're being sarcastic. <laughs> um Waller is going to be under investigation for um, her project. That's what we know about her. I still think she could be involved with the um, crew next season. I would like more than just two shots of her as well. Yeah, I think she'll have a heavier... If not, if she's not the main antagonist, she will at least have a very big role in season two, I think. Um, we're listening to another ten episodes. Um, but it looks like if... Because I looked at the uh, production dates and everything for Peacemaker season one... And it looks like it would probably take around 10 months or so. But you've got two problems here about getting that to happen. James Gunn and John Cena are both very busy men. Yeah, James, so, Gunn's, James Gunn's making a small little indie film called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And Cena right now is filming a movie called Freelance. And then he has the Jansen Directive and Wile E. Coyote, which are both in... The Wile E. Coyote movie, mm-hmm. which are both in pre-production. Um, so I think the earliest we're going to get season two is... Uh, summer, like the earliest really would be February 2023, but what makes more sense to me is summer. And um, if you were to add one DC character to Peacemaker Season 2, um, either in a small cameo or a big cameo, yeah. I mean, but March 2023 is the Batman movie. Um, yeah, so this this March is bookended by those two vigilantes, mm-hmm. Malgan. But um, if you could add one DC character in Peacemaker season two, who do you bring so, in? So I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to start with the actor I want and yeah. we can work backwards and figure out who he might be. I need Vin Diesel in this series somehow. It makes sense. Him and John Cena have history as actors together. Uh, obviously, him and James Gunn, they've been doing Guardians together. And, he likes to, you know, he yeah. likes to bring his actors with him. Um, I don't care if it's a three-second cameo. I don't care if he's Martian Manhunter or some other kind of bald character. But I need Vin Diesel. Well, Martian Manhunter has a DC 
if Snyder it's... cuts and Justice League are oh, you're canonical, right, you're right, you're right, you're then right. we'd need a um. So I... Deathstroke, Slade Wilson is what Magen's saying. Um, that would be what I think is. Well, actually, no, but also Deathstroke is also that should be Joe uh, Magnello. That would be if, if we're counting... Joe Magnello is a really good. Yeah, because he was the he was the stinger in Suicide in... Squad original. Yes, <laughs> the whole uh, the DCU is such a mess. But, yeah. Um, so I I would love for them to resurrect him and keep keep that actor keep that character. Why not? He's a perfect fit. If we're I if I were to bring in anybody from the Gunverse mm-hmm. of Marvel, I I go uh, Dave Bautista. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, because I think he could do anything you ask of him. Yep. Um. Graps though. What DC character would you let Randy Orton play? Ooh, is there a Viper themed villain <laughs> in the DC okay. universe? No, I don't know. But if what if Judo Master was had a bit had, older had brother, a, like an there was old, a ma- Judo Master Master. Yeah, Judo Master Senior. Um, um, yeah, like because. Um, Oh yeah, you're right. He uh, Joe Mangiello was a PWG regular. He's the one who got uh, Sofia Vergara to be that it's epic all, photo. It's all connected. Yeah, it's, um, everything's wrestling, as as we always discuss. But if um, somebody pitched on, I in response to me on Twitter, give us Dave Bautista as Bane. Yeah. Because especially Harley Quinn, the TV show's version of Bane, would fit into this yes. show perfectly. Uh, and just the thought of the thought of Cena and Batista acting together in a comedic DC Universe property directed by James Gunn is like the most my personal fever dream yes, of life. Yes, but unfortunately you just made it obvious what it should be. What? Black Adam. Ooh, which unfortunately oh, you mean, oh, bring the rocks Black yeah. Adam to. Yeah. I mean, it's, if we can get Jason Momoa this is what I'm saying here. We if have an actual Jason, universe. Yeah, yeah. If you get, if you can bring Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller as Aquaman and The Flash even for cameo roles, yeah. There is no reason why not. There is no reason why Peacemaker should not have a grudge against Black Adam, especially because Black Adam could hate Peacemaker for all of the um, collective knowledge that the people have about Peacemaker's dad mm. and the people that Peacemaker has killed historically, and they're like the hunt the trial of like peacemaker's uh rachel kill count Ooh, like yeah why does it gotta be a black adam is a question that i feel like peacemaker <laughs> would ask yeah they'd be a bit that's very good foils for one another but uh um, yeah i think i feel like we could uh we could do this all day we could fan cast all day but, but I think we have to we have to transition to the fact that we'll be back because we've said john cena has more work coming up do we know when the release when his next release is no but until uh, while i looked that up um so we're gonna be coming back for those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're probably good for stuff until his next new thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that will call us for that. Yeah. Although I do really hope Vacation Friends Two is a soon is a sooner rather it's, than later. Yeah, it's, I mean it's. Um, a... Okay, so actor. Come on, the IMDb website on a phone might be in the top five worst experiences it's pre- ever. It's pretty bad. Um, also, I just love that he's listed as a voice actor in WWE 2K22 in his IMDb actor yeah, we, section. We might have to do a little uh, little bonus episode there. So yeah, the Jansen Directive appears to be the next project of his, but I think that's still in production right now. Okay, so we probably, that doesn't have a... We probably have a little bit, but um, yeah, of course. Snafu 2022, where he's playing Chris... Um, he, the character's name is... This doesn't look like a funny... This looks like a serious John Cena movie. Oh. Let's see if he's... Let's, and he's... 
This is the movie that he's co-starring across <laughs> from Jackie Chan. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Um, and a bunch of people who I don't recognize. Let's but go. The, uh, the description of this... Talking about a 180 whiplash here. 2X, 2X Special Forces... 2X Special Forces soldiers must escort a group of civilians along Baghdad's Highway of Death to the safety of the Green Zone. Starring John Cena and Jackie fucking Chan. This sounds like something that should have come out in, like, 2005. Like, that premise and that cast. Like, that one movie that we almost watched where Cena was, like, stuck on the wrong side of a wall yeah. in the Iraq War. Like, <laughs> what the... Uh, yeah, anyway, but, uh, anyway... We'll go back to the ranking system. Yeah, back to... I'm gonna pull up back the, to the uh, reason, scoreboard. Back to the reason Cenophiles exist, and that's because you can stream all of John Cena's works. But, but should, should you? you? And we're here to rank them all for you and help you make that decision. So, it's time to reveal, or figure out, rather, where, uh... I'm gonna where look Peacemaker, for, um, where yeah. Peacemaker lands in our, our grand rankings. So right? in our grand rankings so far, we've yeah. had um, let's go up from the start from the bottom, then we'll get yeah, to the, the top. We'll be here. Um, the reunion had one knuckle out of five. Legendary had one point five. The Flintstones and WWE Stone SmackDown two. The Marine two point five. Three knuckle out of five were awarded to both twelve rounds. Scooby Doo WrestleMania mystery and playing with fire. Um, Playing with Fire such a weird movie. Yeah. Uh, 3.5 Knuckles to Vacation Friends and to Ferdinand. Um, F9 and Bumblebee had four. And then Blockers at 4.5, which sort of lives higher in my head, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, then the Suicide Squad had 4.75. <laughs> and Peacemaker. Um, I think we... Let's I think we it. Let's I, pull the trigger. Let's, uh, let's just... Mike, is that the button to tap? That is the button. You see how many fingers I'm holding up? You should stream him. We're giving the full five knuckle shuffle the first time. Congratulations, John- James Gunn. Congratulations, John Cena. Congratulations, HBO. You guys have got the first ever coveted five out of five knuckle shuffles. I'm not um, even writing four knuckles out of five. I'm just writing just five knuckle shuffle five here. Five knuckle shuffle. And yeah. we're gonna create a graphic to present the award. Yes. And I'm gonna because I'm playing with um got this new laptop and only thirty three dropped frames. In this stream, it's so we're doing bad, much not better. Bad, not bad. So we're gonna make a. We're presenting the I award. I kind of want to make a physical award. That's just a little hand. Okay, if you know a three D printer <laughs> owner, um, I'll I'll let you deal with that. No, person. yeah, I, I'm, not to get I'm ambitious. As, yeah, but. I'm more. I, I I see three D printing owners like uh, Peacemaker sees Green Green Lantern. Yeah, or Green Arrow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, congratulations. Y'all uh, really made something here. Yes. Um we've been. We've literally gone through every single one of John Cena's starring roles mm-hmm. since, like, The Marine and... Yeah. And he's come along. And, you know, I love I loved the full circle of this all because John Cena's first movie is him as, as John Cena's protagonist, Robert Patrick as the an- antagonist. Here we are, like, 15 years later. And those, they can't leave each other. They're both bad. Yeah, exactly. They're intertwined. Um, it's very much the Joker and Batman or Kevin Steen and El Generico. I think we're going to be yeah. doing this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and just, yeah, to see him, uh, and, you know, I feel like John Cena still has so much more to go in his film career, but see him to go from, see him going from doing, like, the generic action movies under the WWE umbrella, just to kind of, as a marketing thing, to actually doing these roles that are completely letting him loose, letting him be the the kind of actor he wants to be, and working with so many amazing directors like James Gunn, uh, it's so cool to see, and this feels like just kind of the beginning of like this stage of his career. Um, yeah, and I thought of something a couple nights ago. Um, we've ta- we've we've seen a lot of wrestlers turned actors, and I think this John Cena is proving that 
he is broken out of the Rock's shadow on mm-hmm. this one. Because for a while, it was just like, oh, he's... Okay, The Rock is becoming, like, a guy who people joke is running for president and a guy who is, like... Yeah, he's transcended he's, pop culture. Yeah, but, like, point. the thing is, Cena's done one thing The Rock hasn't done. He's become critically acclaimed in two different in two different genres. Yes. Wrestling, or, like, from the U.S. title um, open challenge era Cena to everything he's done, like, the Firefly Funhouse stuff, but to now... With Peacemaker and also Blockers and, like, a lot of his recent works, like, are, people are giving him his flowers at a relatively early point after yeah. he did some movies that were interesting. Yeah, no, and yeah, and, and I don't think, again, I mean, they're, they're, they've both become great actors, but I, I don't think The Rock could be doing what he's done in Blockers and... Uh, I don't think he wants to do, no. be crazy, but, like... I think seeing it was funny to me is despite being you know he made a name for himself as being kind of like the most family friendly wrestler yeah but as an actor I think he really excels in these R rated roles where he gets to be kind of just completely loose and still very much John Cena but to but everything is kind of cranked up to eleven which I which I really appreciate and James Gunn reiterated in that recent Variety interview something that we had sort of picked up upon in Peacemaker. And that Peacemaker is canonically bi. Yeah. Uh, it was not just because of the throwaway line about... It's mostly confirmed by the throwaway line from uh, Augie, but everything from when Peacemaker said, men haven't been real men since they dress like women. Mm-hmm. And other... And the... Th- I mean, the threesome with Vidge. Who yeah. knows what, like, that sure. was. We never... Sure. We didn't see the blow-by-blow, blow, pardon the pun. <laughs> but, like, it's... He... John Cena is continuing to surprise at yes. every angle, and yes. we just can't wait to see what he does next. Especially stuff like Argyle looks like he's getting into his like leading man blockbuster stuff while also having an HBO Max original that's pretty weird and really fun. And do you really, really want to taste it? Absolutely. And that brings me to my suggestion, and we'll either confirm this now or we'll pick it up next season. I'm considering... Since Cenophiles is evolving as his movies are evolving, mm-hmm. the question of you can stream him, but should you, is kind of the question of the past for John Cena. Right. I think the question is, do you really, really want to stream it? Yes. Do you really want it? Do you really want to stream it? I'm ready. I think I'm, re- I'm ready to switch taglines right now. So I'll work on the photo, the PSD files for the yeah. PNGs for the art. Uh, we probably won't be doing many of these in-person shows, although I love this. This is great, um, yeah. Like, we will see y'all later, and have a wonderful day. Uh, Mike, Ghost Tour Rocks, should be checked out on all social media platforms. Yeah, if you And wanna... you're getting back to doing live shows, so. Yeah, if you want to follow uh, my musical adventures, yeah, um, at Ghost Tour Rocks on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Ghost underscore Tour on TikTok. Ghost tour on all the music platforms. Yeah, go check it out. I've got some stuff there. Well, on that note, stay tuned, stay healthy, stay safe, stay smart, and eat peace.